This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play Doctor Online, and it feels a little weird. Does it feel a little weird to you? It feels a little weird to me, uh, the start of this show, because, well, uh, I'm doing this, and the sun is out. I'm recording this in the afternoon. My goodness. <laughs> I usually don't do that. I usually, It's usually 11 o'clock at night or so when I do this re- recording. Uh, there has been one thing... Actually, two things that have never happened in the course of this Dimland Radio program that has been being done over the, well, since March of 2010. I've never sneezed on the show, and the phone has never rang, rung, on while the show was going. Well, doing this during the day... How, don't don't go saying I'm jinxing it because you and I don't we know there's no such things as jinxes. It's just coincidence, okay? Coincidence exists. Okay, before I get rolling, I have to make a couple of corrections from last week's show. Uh, when I started off the, the the that program, I was talking about uh, baseball and the World Series in particular, the one that had just taken place, and how great it was, and, and all that. And if you're not a baseball fan, I had a troll in the chat room last uh, Saturday, and he or she wasn't thrilled with talking about baseball, but they listened to the entire show, so hey, <laughs> that was fine. They tried to, I don't know, they tried to throw stuff at me that would seem like it was an insult, and I just played along. I just agreed with them, whatever. I just played along. But uh, when it got to the end, they made some snarky comment about the baseball talk or something like that, and I said, thanks for listening to the show, and you know, maybe they'll be back. Who knows? Uh, anyway, uh, I have a couple corrections. Now, I had mentioned this fellow last week, Michael, who was is a friend of mine, uh, who lives out in California, and he and I, during the series, through most of the games, uh, we would be chatting with each other through Facebook. And it was really, it was really great to be able to chat with somebody who appreciates baseball and, and all that. And uh, he uh, listened to, the, he downloaded the show later in the week, uh, that Monday or whatever. And then he sent me a message saying, "Oh, dude, you got a couple things wrong." Said, what me? Me? I got something wrong? No, no, no. That's not possible. You're thinking of some other podcast, not this one. I get everything right on this podcast. No, of course I don't. Yes, he meant me. Uh, I, uh, in talking about the uh, the World Series, I mentioned how it was that uh, Major League Baseball determines who gets home field advantage. Now, uh, I was wrong. That had changed. What I had said was that uh, whoever wins the, the All-Star game, you know, the American League team or the National League team, whichever those teams wins, they get home field advantage during the World Series. And that they, and and baseball has been doing that for a few years because there was some exceedingly long game, All Star game that just went on for about you know 48 innings, and it was a tie, and and then Bud Selig, the uh, commissioner at the time, declared it must end the game, and it really upset baseball fans and, and that kind of thing, and so they started thinking that what we're going to do is we're going to let's make the game count for something. Now it counts is what they said. Uh, and, and so that's, you know, whoever won that game got home field advantage. As far as I was concerned, that worked fine. Every other year before, what it was, what, that's what it was before they did this. Every other year. Yeah, uh, I think I mentioned this last week. 
uh, odd years were American League, even years National League. That's just, and I'm not sure how that started, but it just that's just was what was happening. Well, I guess after last season, after the Cubs won their first World Series in 108 years, you know, the baseball owners and players and officials, whatever, they get together and they, they go over rules and sometimes they make changes to rules and things. And I guess one of the things that was changed was uh, um, uh, that instead of the All-Star Game determining who gets home field advantage. Let's just go with whichever team of the two teams, the American League champion, the National League champion, whichever those two teams had the best uh, overall record during the regular season, they get home field advantage. And I think that's a fine way to do it as well. That's fine. So that's what happened this past season. Uh, the the uh, uh, Los Angeles Dodgers had the best record. I think they won 104 games. I think that was their their wins of a 162-game season. So they won 104. I think that's where they were. And that was the best uh, of the, uh, you know, of, uh, I think any of the teams that went into the postseason. And it was and it was better than the Houston Astros. So Dodgers got the home field advantage. The other thing that Michael pointed out that I got wrong, and this is related, is that uh, the All-Star game was, was not won by the National League. It was won by the American League. I hadn't known that. Uh, why didn't I know that? Well, I didn't watch the wall, uh, the All Star game. I know you're you're appalled. You know, I you, I call myself a baseball fan, and I didn't watch the All Star game. Well, All Star game is always on Tuesdays, and I worked Tuesdays for the last fourteen years. And once in a while, I'll I'll reschedule myself so that I don't. I can stay home and watch the game, but I didn't do it this year. Didn't feel like it or for whatever reason. So there you go. And I want to be that show. I want to be that kind of show and that kind of show host that if I get something wrong and somebody points it out to me or I find out while putting the show notes together later that, oh, geez, I got that wrong, I want to make sure that I correct my errors right at the beginning of the show. Don't bury it somewhere to say, hey, I got it wrong, and now I've got it right. So there you go. I'm very sorry. I know you come to expect me to be perfect and to never, ever, ever make any mistakes. Well, this uh, past week was the uh, Minnesota Skeptic Meetup Night, second Thursday of every month. So if you're in the Twin Cities area on that second Thursday of a month and you're thinking of hanging out with a bunch of skeptics, well, you know, there's a there's a group for you. And, you know, we meet at the, a, little, a little deli called uh, Bewitched, which is in Minneapolis. We meet there at 5 o'clock, hang out till 8, and then we move over to another place after 8. And lately it's been Free House, I think that's what it's called. Uh, we've been heading over there. We used to go to Club Jaeger, but then the, the owner of the building turned out to be a Nazi sympathizer, or whatever. You know, turned out to be uh, Hitler's nephew. So, yeah, he just, whatever, he's just a bad guy. <laughs> He's a free speech advocate, though. Anyway, uh, Club Yeager uh, pretty much got forced out of business because customers said, we're not going. <laughs> and the employees started quitting, and they're done. So that's what we've been doing. So if you're hanging out in the Twin Cities on the first, on the second Thursday uh, of the month, you know, check us out. We're generally a funny, uh, funny, eh, but a fun, nice bunch of people, generally. There's that one guy, but I don't want to name names. <laughs> anyway, I kid. Uh, we went, uh, we, we met up, as, as per usual, at the little deli, and uh, we're all hanging out and telling our stories and catching up and making jokes and, and whatnot. And uh, we get over to... Uh, the next place, and we all there's like I think there was like twelve of us or something at that point, and uh, we're sitting around these tables all put together, and and uh, and it's 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 more formal situation at the new place than it had been at the previous place. It was a little it was a little easier to deal with that place, and kind of missed that one. Uh, it's for that for that uh, the the you know all the Nazi salutes and everything was a little off putting, but you'd think we would have noticed something, you know. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't anything like that. It was just, we were just, what? <laughs> when we found out about it. But anyway. Um, one of the uh, skeptic, Minnesota skeptic elders, 
fellow named Travis. Real nice guy. Handsome. Good looking guy. You know, he is. I'm telling you. Uh, I, I said this once. We were at, uh, uh, at a meetup, and we're sitting there, and Travis is standing and talking to some people just across the way, and others are talking, and, uh, and, and it came up. Somebody was trying to, I can't remember exactly why. I think they were on the phone with someone. They were trying to describe uh, Travis to them. I don't know why they were trying to describe him, but they just were. And I said, uh, uh, just tell him he's a better-looking version of Tony Romo the former quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they and whoever it was I said that to, they looked at me and said, oh, really? And I said, yeah, I think so. And they, they go on the Google and they look up the pictures of Tony Romo and they went, wow, yeah, he is. <laughs> so anyway, he um, we get over there and there's this other fellow that uh, I, who has been to the meetups a few times. Uh, his name is Bryant. Seems like a nice guy, nice young man. Uh he um, he was um, interested in, in checking out this uh, appetizer that uh, Travis had been talking about. And the appetizer is bone marrow. Bone marrow. Uh, I, you know, I, I was hearing that phrase passing around. Bone, bone marrow. I was like, what? What? Are they, they really? Seriously? I mean, I know, I've heard that people will eat bone marrow. I know animals, uh, car uh, carnivorous animals, will eat bone marrow. I, I know that. I know there is such a thing as bone marrow, but I just, it just, I've never been around the eating of such and never experienced it before. So I, I wasn't sure about this. I was a little nervous. And then Joel, who was another Minnesota skeptic, he's sitting next to me and he's got the menu. And he's looking through, and in the in the salads included in the salads is one that they called Evil Princess. And so I started getting the idea that, well, maybe bone marrow is just a, a joke name. Maybe they have a, a joke name here and there because surely there's no actual princess, evil or otherwise, that is you know part of the ingredients of this salad. So maybe this bone marrow thing isn't really bone marrow. Uh, <clears throat> turns out I was wrong <laughs> that it was an actual thing and they ordered two appetizers of it, it and, and they, they, these, these platters come out and are placed on the table, one in front of me one, yeah, because the young fellow that was trying it out on Travis's recommendation, he got he got some and Travis got himself a plate, and he, and they and they're both share. Go ahead, have some. Uh, uh, let me describe this thing. You get a, a section of bone, a femur bone, I suppose, that has uh, uh, it's about the length of it's about eight inches or so, somewhere around there, six, seven, eight inches, somewhere in there, and it's sliced in half lengthwise. And so the, you've got these two halves set up. And they're like these two little bone canoes or troughs. And within the trough is this gray, gelatinous goo. And it, it, you know, it has some, uh, you can tell it has some peppers and spices on it. And also on the plate, on the plate, uh, or several slices of bread. So what the the people that started to devour this stuff, what they would do is they take a butter knife and they'd scoop a little bit of the marrow out and they put it on a piece of bread and they'd eat it. And there and the people there that were eating it were really enjoying it. Uh, Travis offered me some. I said no thanks. I probably w looked pale and like I was about to die or something because it, my goodness, um, I mean I'm a I'm a meat eater. I am. I, I eat hamburgers and and I eat chicken and and you know I, I I do, but there was I've never experienced more of a meat, a visceral meat edible than at that moment. I looked at that thing, and it's and and not only did it look unusual. I mean, there's this bone, <laughs> and they're digging stuff out of the bone. Not only was it that, but there was a smell to it. It was the meatiest meat smell 
I've ever smelled. More meaty meat than when I worked at Wendy's and I used to I used to work the machine that would make the, the hamburger patty. So you'd get this raw ground beef and you'd push it into this opening in this 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 machine and it would go down and through this chute and then it would pop out these patties uh, you know, on a, with a little piece of tissue in between them, you know, like wax paper in between them. And that that raw meat has a real you know, the meat smell. But this, this was... Uh, I, 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 it's hard to describe it. It was I. I was really off put by it. I mean, I wasn't going to stop him from eating it. And I wasn't going to, you know, I'm, like I said, I eat meat, so I, I'm not going to take this vegetarian or vegan stance. And you know, especially vegan. Sorry, vegans, but you know, the the idea that you guys are evil, you're eating meat. That that tends to be, but not always. Yeah, there are cool vegans, but there tends to be that it seems that some vegans get a little, you know, you're evil, you're eating meat. Kind of thing, you know, the, the pita end of the uh, vegetarian vegan spectrum, but and and there are vegetarians that do that too, I'm sure. But um, I looked at the, and, and and the way I, I don't know, I just I almost I half expected them the people that were enjoying it to just pick up the bones and just start going nah, 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 just start gnawing on them damn things ah, ah, licking out the trough and getting all that you know the, they didn't quite go that far but you know and start dragging their knuckles and walking around and you know clubbing each over the heads and things like that it was, it was like it's going to be a the opening sequence of 2001 a space odyssey in front of me and it's like what is going on here why are you people eating this <laughs> and i know i'm a bit of a hypocrite because like as i said i eat meat now my wife's a vegetarian, and my son's a vegetarian, uh, and I have a feeling that if my wife saw me eating bone marrow, she would have to you know, reevaluate our relationship <laughs> because it's that—it's that much of meat. It's that much of an in, of a in-your-face eating of meat. It's like it's 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 more so than if you get those burgers that have you know it's like three patties of ground beef and sixteen slabs of bacon and a, and ten chunks of, of ham and all that on there on a on a bun and you eat that you know the instant heart attack you know what's missing a defibrillator that's what's missing you know when you see that it's more meat than that it's more meat than a meat salad it's just meat and it's like oh something's just wrong here it's just really really wrong but had i tried it i might have liked it i don't know what i do know is that i'm going to head to break as soon as i call up everything i have to call up uh you're listening to dimland radio on the z talk radio network at ztalkradio.com i'm your host jim dr dim fitzsimmons i shall return shortly Whew, god that was just that was just such it was just meat that's ugh caveman meat just ooh. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and, of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. This is Meryl Streep. There's so much in life we can't control. But here's something we can. Colorectal cancer. It's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., but it is almost entirely preventable. Screening finds polyps so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. If you're over 50, get screened for colorectal cancer. Screening saves lives. It could really save your life. For more information, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. I am living on Channel Z.
You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. And welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Oh, and uh, by the way, as far as I could tell, there wasn't any actual princess in the evil princess salad. I thought, you know, the bone marrow wasn't a joke, but I, I guess the evil princess was. Okay. And now, it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. Well, I hope so. So, um, part of the uh, uh, the decor at the uh, the free house that we head to after, after the Bewitched Deli uh, for the Minnesota Skeptics meetups is uh, uh, on the table, there is, a, there is a large beverage can. It's it's big. It's uh, I don't know how many ounces are in that would it would hold if it's it's like maybe forty ounces, thirty two ounces, thirty six something like that. It's big. It's huge. It's a think of uh, 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 it might even be a little bit bigger than those 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 Foster cans, those Foster beer cans. You know Foster. It's Australian for piss. So it's bigger, it, or at least that size, but maybe even bigger. It's just this big can, which is apparently just filled with water, and. Um, uh, it's, so they have these on the tables. Uh, I'm not sure why. There's some label on it with information, something. I don't know. It's just, and we're looking at these cans, and it, they, they, they draw our interest every now and then. And Bryant, sitting across the table from me, uh, said that uh, 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 he noticed something written on the label on the can, and he said that, uh, he says, uh, you know, it says, not for public consumption, which right there sets up kind of a pedantic moment. I said, what's it, what does that mean? You can take it home and consume this at home? Is, it, is that what you're supposed to do? Can I go in the bathroom and get, in the, you know, get a little privacy in the stall and, and drink this, just the water that's in here? Can I do that? I mean, is that what they mean? Uh, I, but I think what they mean is that it, it's, it's just a display and it's not something that they're selling or something. I, I, I guess that's what it means. But see what uh, young Bryant said was he said on the back of the can it says not for public consumption. And he didn't realize he was sitting across the table from a pedant. <laughs> and I, I was holding the can in my hand and I said on the back of the can. Hmm. On the back of, uh, on the back of a cylinder. See, there, there's no back of a cylinder. I mean, it's just, you know, where, where, which would be the back, exactly, of a cylinder? Now, I know what he meant. I know. Because there's the label. And you, you know what's obviously the part, the front part of the label, and what's obviously the back part of the label. But I was just, yeah, I just giving him just a little bit of the pedantic moment thing. And uh, Beth, uh, one of the Minnesota skeptics, was sitting next to him, and she made a remark about, yeah, he just got you with the, you know, a pedantic moment or something, words to that effect. And so it's just a little thing. It was just a little thing. Nothing big, just a little thing. But the back of a cylinder, I mean, when you think about it, there really isn't a back of a cylinder. It's just, it's, you know, where would that be? It's like there's no bottom of the planet Earth, really. I mean, it's it's a, I mean, it doesn't matter what part of space you're looking at it. It's there's no, but we've 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 adopted the idea that Australia is down there on the bottom, and Antarctica and all that. Unless of course you're a flat earther, and then who knows what's underneath the Earth? A bunch of a bunch of uh, stalactites hanging down, I suppose. So anyway, I have to do this thing. Now I don't have to do it. I don't have to do this when I do these things, but I feel somewhat compelled to because I I I am a supporter of a little thing that's called the truth. I I I don't like fake news, and part of what we what I do as a skeptic on Facebook is I you know, I will you know post Snopes articles or other articles to. Uh, postings on you know somebody who's putting something up saying that uh, 
you know, some outlandish claim, and and that that has been shown to be that no, that's not true. And so you post the something maybe from Snopes.com, which is a good site to do these things from, even though there are those who don't want to believe Snopes because they don't like the fact that uh, Snopes has uh, has uh, uh, has explained away something that they believe in. Uh, they don't like that. It's just like the you know, when you hear. People who have belief in paranormal type stuff, uh, they'll talk about how they, they like skeptics and you know, it's great. And then they get real happy with you when you're skeptical about some you know, something that they are also skeptical of. Which, you know, people who do believe in paranormal stuff do have things that they are skeptical of. Like, that's, for instance, maybe somebody that thinks that ghosts are real thinks that uh, Bigfoot is ridiculous. So when they're sitting and talking to a skeptic who's talking about how, you know, Bigfoot, there's no real evidence for Bigfoot existing, that the evidence brought forth so far is pretty weak, it's mostly anecdotal, the photographs are... are you know, you really can't go by them. They're always just in that range where they're tantalizing enough to be interesting, but there's just not, they're no good for information to figure out exactly what's going on in there. It's just you know we call those images blob squatches, and so you can go on and on and on like that as a skeptic, to explaining this to somebody who believes in the paranormal. And, but doesn't accept Bigfoot's existence. And they'll just nod and smile and say, yeah, that's right, you're right, it's right, you're right. And then you do the same thing as a skeptic. You do the same thing about ghosts, and this person particularly, in particular believes in ghosts. I mean, just two minutes before they were saying, you know, you're one of those good skeptics. You know, you're one of the good ones. I, you're one of the, the, you know, you think about things and you, and you don't put people down and you're one of the good skeptics and, and, you know, when you're going on about Bigfoot. But then when you go on about their thing, and like I said, if it's ghosts and you say the same thing, you know, the evidence we have for ghosts is not very good. It's mostly anecdotal and any pictures that we have, like orbs and that, that's kind of, that's really not, what, what are we supposed to make of that? It's far more likely it's, dust in the air that's just catching the, the the flash of the camera it's far more likely it's that and then that person will say why are you such a jerk <laughs> suddenly you become the big s skeptic that's that sense because the big s skeptic is the one that's supposed to i guess is the one that uh you know it automatically doesn't believe anything that's ever told to them any time or something like that maybe i'm oversimplifying but it's just no, we're we're just we're just applying the same skepticism to the to the thing that this particular believer has skepticism of. We're just applying that to their thing. And once you do that, then all of a sudden you're a jerk. He says, "Oh, you are one of those skeptics." Anyway, what was I going to talk about? Oh, right. Uh, so I'll do stuff like that on Facebook. I'll put. I'll try to counter it, and when sometimes, sometimes I'll do just something as simple as uh, you know, a, you know, cite citation, source citation. Sorry, source citation would be helpful. You know, I, I, I say that, and then you get a lot of that. Do your own research, crap. No, 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 no. You're you're posting something that's making a claim. You know, support it. You know, give, send me somewhere to see what this is about, and maybe I'll we'll see. And and then I'll write uh, if they have something about uh, uh, some outlandish political news that just seems out there, seems like it's not wouldn't be possible, seems implausible when you read the headline, and then you see what the the source is, and it might be your newswire, something like that, or Truth twenty four hours, you know twenty four seven Truth twenty four seven dot net or something, and and you say, well, is true is Truth twenty four seven dot net a reliable source for news you know, that's i'll ask that and just to maybe get people reading the quote thread to the comment thread to say eh, i don't know about this and, and a good rule of thumb though is any website that has the word truth in the title probably doesn't have a lot of truth in its content it's got a probably going to be very conspiracy theory i i you know, that's been my experience there may be some out there that are fantastic but my experience shows if they put truth in the title eh, you should be that should be a red flag for you well and this is like I said I don't have to do this but I feel to support the truth I got to say something about it uh, the fifth grader in the Oval Office in our in the White House uh, who's uh, running our country uh, has been on a trip to 
Asia, and he's, he's stopped in Japan. And in Japan, he met with uh, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. I think that's how you say his last name, Abe. I don't think it's Abe. I hope if I'm getting it wrong, I, I, I've, just, I've always read it, and I never heard somebody say his name. So I, And I think it's Shinzo Abe. I think that's what it is. If I'm wrong, let me know. Uh, he's the prime minister, and he goes. Trump and the prime minister are at some fancy building there in Japan. In Japan, and there's a uh, an upper deck balcony landing thing that they're standing on. And down below is a really fancy koi pond. These koi fish, these koi carp or whatever, these big goldfish kind of things. Um, they are feeding them, and the way they, you know, I guess it's a tradition. And here and the way they do it is they take these spoons. They got a they got a wooden box that they hold in one hand. And they got this wooden spoon that they scoop out these big flaky seeds or whatever they are for this big flakes of food. And they you know and they're doing that and they're scooping them out. And there's another guy at the side. At the side he would be clapping his hands. And I think I'm not sure. I didn't read it for sure, but I don't think he was clapping as in applauding the guys feeding them. I think the clapping was a, a signal to the fish. It, it might have been. I, I could be wrong there. And again, if I am wrong, let me know and I'll correct myself at the beginning of next week's show. Anyway, so they're doing that. And there's a, there are still images that come out. And this is very much like the... Uh, very much like the, uh, you know, when Trump stared at the eclipse. You know, we saw these still images of Trump staring at the eclipse. It's just, and... He, in the still images, yes, it, it looks like, well, I suppose it looks like he could be staring at them. I have my doubts, though, because staring at the sun hurts. Uh, he, he's, he, he, and when you look at the videotape, you notice that he just glances up. A couple of times he glanced up at it. Come on. you know. But if, if you want to paint him in as, as bad a picture as you possibly can, then you'd say, well, there he is, staring at the sun. He's, you know, that's how dumb he is. Well, he wasn't staring. He glanced. So this is a similar situation here. So what you see in the photograph that, that they set up, they set up a couple of pictures. One picture shows him doing a, a scoop of, of the spoonful of the food. And then the picture below that is him dumping, just, just, just turning the box over and dumping the contents uh, the rest of the contents into the pond down below and the text is saying that that's not how you feed them and you can't feed them that fast or something it's bad for them it's just that text is like that and so see what an idiot is he's terrible he's terrible he's terrible except if you watch the video the man that he's with the prime minister of japan you know our president's host is scooping along with with trump you know, they're both scooping, you know, photo ops kind of thing. And then at some point, the prime minister stops doing the scooping, and he takes the box, He's hold, he has both hands on it, and he does a little one of those, like, shove moves and quick pullback so that the contents all fly out of the box and go down into the pond. He just, boom, the rest of what was in there, down into the pond. And as soon as he does that, just after he does that, Trump then takes, you know, follows his lead, and dumps the rest of his in. Not as elegant of a move as what the prime minister did. That was a cool little, you know, movement of his hands to, to get the inertia to move the seeds, uh, the feed out of the box. But it was the same thing. And people just, you know, I, I, I posted on Facebook about it. I put the thing up and yeah, and and put a connection, to, uh, a link to a, a CNN deal, which I'll put on the show notes so you can check it out. The show notes are at uh, dimland.com. Click on the blog option, and you'll find the show notes. And uh, it, 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 the reason I, the reason I bring this up is not to defend Trump, although essentially I am defending him a little bit, I guess, because because it's it's about him you know it's it, it, he's being accused of doing something stupid but it, it's i'm defending the truth you know it's the it, it's i've i've said it before trump says and does a lot of dumb stuff and a lot of dangerous stuff and a lot of damaging stuff and boneheaded stuff he does all this stuff on his own you don't have to make something up you don't have to lie 
lying about it just fuels the idea that he has, our president has, about fake news. It just, it just fuels it. You don't, you don't have to lie, and 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 don't do it because I'm tired of defending him, <laughs> or defending the truth, while at the same time defending. I'm not tired of defending the truth, but you know this this guy in our old, in the White House who's going to be there for another three years, just get you got to deal with it. Uh, I I know the impeachment process and all that the people want calling for it. Oh, get him to resign something. Well, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what this guy that's investigating things is what's going to happen? Who knows? I just think that he's probably going to be there for the rest of this first term. May, will he get a second term? I don't think so. Uh, the recent elections that just took place, some interesting results that seem to favor Democrats. You know, there, I mean, some trans candidates won. You know, here in Minnesota, I think there was one, and there's one out in Virginia. Uh, that uh, you know, that's 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 a step forward. That's progress, and especially I think the one in Virginia with the guy that was beaten, the incumbent who had been there, I think it's a senator for 25 years, something like that. Um, he was the one I believe that was attempting to pass legislation of you know which bathrooms you can use. That kind of thing, and uh, um, you know, I guess that that wasn't didn't go over very well, and his opponent, a, a, a trans woman, won. <laughs> a woman who happens to be trans. Let's just say that, and she won. So that's like, these are these are things of progress. What's going on in Hollywood right now with everybody molesting everybody, and sexually assaulting everybody? Well, jeez, <laughs> I guess I can't watch any movie by anybody anymore. Who knows? Um, okay, so don't make me defend him again. Okay, just, just, just be truthful about what this guy's doing, and and you're good. Hi, kitty. I hear you. So I think I will uh, head to another break early again. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio at the ZTalk Radio Network at uh, ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Doctor Dim Fitzsimmons. I shall return after this break. All right, kid. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what? You think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Did you see that UFO sighting that made the news? What did that latest study about alternative treatments really say? Is this photo making the rounds real or a hoax? Doubtful News is a unique website featuring news about pseudoscience, the paranormal, anomalies, and questionable claims framed with a skeptical view. Come visit doubtfulnews.com every day for news about cryptozoology, conspiracies, shams, scams, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Doubtful News. Critical thinking is essential in assessing today's news. Doubtful News helps you decide, can you really believe this stuff? He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Wash your hands often to reduce the spread of germs and disease. To wash your hands properly, wet them, apply a quarter-sized amount of liquid soap, and rub them together for about the time it takes to sing the Happy Birthday song twice. Wash the front and back, in between your fingers, and under your nails. Dry them with a paper towel if possible, and then use the paper towel to turn off the faucet and open the door. If soap and water aren't available, use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. A message from the CDC. But we give those other guys the finger. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Yeah. 
And welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. Let's see now. Uh, talked about this, that, and the other. Hmm, hmm, what have I got here? What have I got? You know that the UK, over there in the UK, the United Kingdom, that's over there, over that way? I'm pointing east. I am. And it is in an easterly direction from where I am right now. Did you know that um, they have a, a, a problem with uh, big cats? And I don't mean I don't mean big cats that are just you know house cats that are larger size than like normal house cats. No, no, no. I'm talking big cats, mountain lions, pumas, cougars, panthers, which are all kind of the same cat. They're that kind of big cat. That's they're having a problem. Uh, with them because uh, uh, well the problem is that people are thinking they're seeing them and there are there are plenty of uh, sightings that are going on and pictures that have been sent out and videos have been seen and it's like I was saying about the Bigfoot thing the the there isn't enough information in the in the in the photograph they're fuzzy it looks cat like and it's you know people say no this thing is huge it was bigger than a regular cat it was huge it was this monstrous cat, um, and when you look at the image that they, that that they they give you to look at, it's you think what I it looks blurry, it's cat like, but how can you tell how big it is? You can't, and it's probably just a cat. Now the UK does have a wild cat. Uh, it ha it's a, I think the scientific name for it is Felis sylvestri. I think that's how you say it, and it's a wild cat. It's not much bigger than a common cat, uh, and it looks a bit like a domestic tabby cat, I, th I guess, from what I read. Um, and those are indigenous to or native to uh, the Scottish Highlands. There are some cats out there, but they're not—they're not panthers. They're not mountain lions. Okay? They're not that size of cat. Uh, there has—I was reading some news about. Um, there used to be the Eurasian lynx, which is not quite the size of a of a of a panther, but it's a it's bigger than a, than a house cat. Uh, that there was I was reading that at least a couple of years ago there were efforts to reintroduce the Eurasian lynx into the British Isles because uh, they had been there before, but because of uh, human encroachment, loss of habitat, that kind of thing, they they, they died out, and and I guess there there's still some wild in Europe, so they want to try and see if they can reintroduce them. I don't know how that effort's going, but I, my suspicion is that these aren't the cats that people are seeing either. My suspicion is the cats that they think they're seeing are just actual house cats, because the UK seems to be particularly into the idea of letting your house cat out, out of the house, letting it roam around. Now, you might be of that mindset. I'm not. You heard me say hello to my cat here earlier. She's wandering around the room. Uh, and I w we would never let her outside unattended by us. Never. Uh, because there are too many hazards out there in the world that can get at your cat. or And, and your cat can do too much other damage to the world. Um, oh, you're going to hear some noise. The cat, the cat is playing with the ball, so it's appropriate that I'm talking about cats. <sighs> I tell you. See, this is why I do this at night. <laughs> Having fun, kitty? I hope you can hear that. Anyway, a woman... Uh, if, well, see, now you don't want to let your cat out. You don't want to let your cats out because I've talked about this before on the show. Uh, they can get hit by cars. They can get uh, there's predators out there. There's other cats out there. If your cat hasn't been fixed, they could get pregnant or cause other cats that haven't been fixed to get pregnant. They there's there's diseases out there. There's pests that can get on them. Uh, parasites that can get in them. Uh, there's uh, mean people that can get at them and do stuff to them. They, they, there's or or nice people that say, oh, here's a nice kitty. It's mine now. There's that. So there's all kinds of mischief that a cat can get into, and and there's damage they can cause. They are they are going. They're hunting birds, and they're hurting bird populations. It's 
That's that, there's that kind of stuff. And 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 they tear apart the screens of your porch door when your cat is just sitting out on the porch and this outside cat comes around wanting to get at your cat and thank goodness we had the glass down over the porch door because otherwise that cat might have got in and killed our cat. But luckily we had the glass down. But but that's not even that. That's not the last of it. That's not that's not all of it. Because because your cat that you let outside, like the neighbor across the street from us, right across there, right there on point at the house they let their cat out it's a gray cat it's like a regular cat it's all gray and this cat will come over to our yard our backyard and take a shit in it that's right she'll get under the he or she will get under the under the deck and take a shit under there under our bushes over by the garage or right there in the middle of the grass we this just a couple weeks ago we were hayden and i were walking through the yard and we come in the house and we notice we've got cat shit on our feet now how do i know it's cat shit well because the other morning I was uh, heading outside to go put some stuff in the trash, which is over by the garage. We have a detached garage, so I'm heading over there. And as I walk out the back door, there on the grass is that gray cat from across the street. And he's just looking at me, or she, just looking at me. And it had that, that Stanley Kubrick, you know, the head down, but the eyes up and looking at you, that, that pose, she, that, that cat's giving me that. So I look at it, and I said, Oh, yeah, you're the cat that likes to crap in our yard, aren't you? And the cat's just looking at me, just looking at me. Yeah, huh? Yeah, I do. I like to crap in your yard. And I, and I, and I said, just get out of here. Just go, 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 get out of here. And she just sat there looking at me, just looking at me. And I said, all right, fine. So I go over, and I put the stuff in the trash, and I come back. And as I come back, what's that cat doing? You guessed it. It's shitting on our lawn. I get to watch it take a dump on our backyard lawn. Then I go in the house. Get a plastic bag and clean it up. So at least I could clean it up right away. But ugh, don't let your cat out, okay? Keep your cat in your house. Should have brought the crap over the neighbor's yard and just laid it on their front step. Here, here's this from your cat. But eh, I wouldn't do that. What good would it do? Anyway, so there's this woman in the UK who uh, a couple months ago, this went around the internet news, you know, like the UK Sun or whatever. It went around the news. There's a picture that she took from her upstairs window into her neighbor's back garden, which I think people in the UK call their backyards gardens. They call their yards gardens. I don't, I'm not sure why, but maybe it really is a garden. But it looked like a yard to me. Anyway, she's got. She's taken a picture of this. What she says is a is a is a puma. You know, a mountain lion, a cougar, a panther, you know, which aren't in, aren't wild and hanging around in the UK. Well, cougars, if you're talking about women in their 40s who are dating men in their 20s, but I, but not that kind of cougar. It's just, it, but she thinks that's what it is, and she thinks, and she, she says, not only is it this big cat uh, in this na in the neighbor's back garden, but the big cat is eating another cat, a house cat. And you see this gray mass that it's hard to say for sure what it is. And I, but when I looked at it, I thought, well, that that just looks like a cat. It could just be a cat. It, why does it have to be? It, it's it's just a house cat. I mean, you can't. It's difficult to tell scale. There's a bit of uh, a plant, like leaves from a tree or something, uh, that are in the foreground of the picture. And then you know, and and, and you can tell that that's that's up in the air. From, it's closer to the second floor, and then down there on the ground is this is this cat gnawing away at some gray mass that could be a pigeon, could be that, gnawing away at this, and in behind the cat on the ground, uh, maybe four feet or three feet back from it is a uh, some leafy plants that are, that grow close to the ground. If you could recognize what kind of plants those are, and you would say, well, uh, you know, if it's one big leaf or something like that, and, and they're three inches across generally, you could probably figure the scale of what size that cat is. Probably figure it out, but it's hard to say. But it still just looks like a cat to me. And there's, and there's something a little bit different about this particular cat than a cougar or a mountain lion or a panther or a puma. And that is... Uh, it looks like a tabby cat, you know, the, the ginger-colored cat, the, the orange-colored cat, but it has white paws. I'm unaware of any uh, mountain lion-type cat that has white paws. Not quite like that. You know, like socks. You know, like the cat that the 
the Clintons had. Their cat had uh, these white paws, I think, and that's why they called it socks. I think it was the Clintons. Wasn't it them? Anyway, it just looks like a cat. I send it to my wife. I said, you look at this picture. What do you think this is? And she said, it's a cat eating a bird. That's what she said, without any kind of prompting or any kind of, you know, because she's brilliant, and of course. So, <laughs> you know, it's the, it's the old thing about not going exotic when you're thinking of things. Don't run to the exotic. Don't run to the improbable when you haven't eliminated the probable and the prosaic, the ordinary first. Don't do that. When you hear the sound of an approaching horse, you hear the horse hooves, think horse, not zebra. Just because it's probably more likely to be a horse than a zebra, depending on where you're living. Of course, if you're in Kenya, well, then you might think zebra. Anyway, don't let your cats out. And when you see this, I think you'll agree that it looks more like a like a regular old house cat than a, than that thing. I do have a movie recommendation. Uh, I might have recommended this before, but I can't I can't remember for sure. I couldn't find it. Uh, the movie is it's from 2004 or 2004 depending on how you want to say it, which is probably the way you should say it, because you wouldn't say uh, 1,984, you say 1984. So why would you say uh, 2004 when you could say 2004? I don't know. Or 2004? Am I being pedantic again? I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, the movie is called Downfall. Now, it's not going to be... Uh, it's, it's not a feel-good film. You're not going to come away from it thinking, ooh... <laughs> but uh, um, it's it's about the last days uh, of Adolf Hitler's um, time in the bunker, uh, leading up to his suicide and uh, the and the aftermath, the immediate aftermath. Uh, it, the story is told using uh, information from uh, one of the uh, from a woman who was hired to be one of uh, the Hit Hitler's secretaries, one of his uh, women attendants as well. And he had a woman that would cook for him, and uh, I think a couple secretaries. Or this one, she was a secretary for sure. Her name was uh, I think it's Taudel Jung. Uh, I don't know if I have that correctly quite correct, but it's, it's, that's kind of how it's spelled. Uh, she's she co-wrote a book about her experiences with uh, with Hitler in the bunker and 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 the Nazis. And if you've ever seen the British documentary series about World War II called uh, World at War, she is featured in there, uh, talking about what it was like in the bunker. Um, uh, and and she's also featured in this movie. She's she bookends it. She they have the woman talking about. Um, you know, talking about um, getting a job from Hitler <laughs> at the beginning, and then at the end, realizing uh, you know she had tried to rationalize that she wasn't um, she wasn't complicit, but then realizing she in fact you know, something made shook her out of that way of thinking. Um, I won't give it away, but it's uh, Bruno Ganz is the actor who plays Hitler, and he's terrific. And you might recognize, if you watch this movie, if you haven't seen it before, you might recognize a particular scene in the movie. It's the one that was used. It's been There are hundreds of them on YouTube where Hitler is getting angry at his generals. And uh, the first one I remember seeing was one about, I think it was about Brett Favre being traded to the Vikings. And Hitler finding out that Brett Favre was leaving the Packers and being, you know, going, or that uh, that Brett Favre was going to play for the Vikings. Uh, Favre went to I think the Jets first before coming to the to Minnesota. I think. Anyway, so he gets upset and he yells and screams. And they, there's the subtitling because it's in German. It's a German language film, and they subtitle it with you know, Hitler being angry about Brett Favre or whatever. It, it, they, people come up with these things that, that Hitler might get angry about or that would be funny and ridiculous. So you may have seen some permutation of that uh, meme. Uh, but it comes from this movie. And he's learning, I think the scene is that he's learning that his generals, that, he, you know, he, he seemed, at, at the, in those end days, he seemed to think there were armies that he still had that he could use, and they were going to, they were going to push, this one general was going to push the Russians away from Berlin, and this was going to happen, you know, like the cavalry was going to come and save them. Uh, he kept, he kept talking like that, and this was one of those uh, um, briefings that he was getting, where he was learning that this particular general was not 
it had barely any forces to do anything because it was right there at the end. They had children and old men fighting. It was, uh, oh gosh, that was, it, yeah, that was, a, it was a, quite a war. That war, man, I tell you, as wars go, <sighs> that was someone. That was some war. Uh, and the movie is really good. It's it's it was criticized when it was released because uh, it there was it was thought that they they made Hitler too human. They humanized him too much. But really, it's I thought that was made it more powerful. That that this this human being and that this group of human beings did what they would what they did. They were capable of this. They were capable of following this this crazy man, and he was you know, and, and they nearly took over the world. I mean, he had great success uh, at the beginning uh, when he started to battle the world. And and there's a moment in there though that always struck me. Uh, he sits down to eat supper with these three women. One to cook, the other one's that one secretary, and I can't remember what the other one did. He sits down to eat with them, and it's just a quiet thing. And he's this—he's this shell of a man, broken by the, the, the losing the war. Uh, he's got—he's uh, got some some uh, Parkinson's or something. He's got a shake in his hands. He's got some neural physiological disorder thing going on. He's—he's uh, just—he's just this small nut of a man, crazy man, but he's just sitting there quietly eating whatever he's eating. And he just thought, wow, this guy? This guy? We followed him? How did we do that? How did this happen? It's fascinating. I bring it up because it was brought back to my attention. I'd, I hadn't forgot about the film. I saw it a while back. But I was uh, uh, watching a, a, a Skeptic's Guide to the Universe event and uh, Evan Bernstein, one of the one of the fellows that's on the show, recommended seeing that movie. So I, I watched it again just this last week. It's streaming on Netflix. If you have it, yeah, go ahead and watch it. It's again, it's not going to be a ride in the park. And what the the Garibals do to their children, what Mrs. Garibals does to her children, chilling, absolutely chilling. I do have three cool things. Let's see. What do I got? Uh, let's see. One, number three, I'm not telling you what it is until it happens. Okay? <laughs> so it's gonna, it's tantalizing, but it was pretty cool when uh, it came up just the other day, and it's something that might happen, and I, I don't, I want to, I don't want to set it up and, and then have it not happen. So, it, but it's pretty cool. Take my word for it. Number two, uh, the Minnesota Skeptics Meetup was fun and it was cool and I always look forward to meeting up with those guys. I didn't go last month. I was sick and then my father in law dying. Just it just it was quite a it was a it was a it was an intense week and didn't go and I missed not going but I just couldn't go. And I saw Penn and Teller, brought my wife and son. Uh, we all saw Penn and Teller at Mystic Lake just last night went and saw him and in the meet and greet afterward, as I said I was going to do, I I Got up to Penn and I said, "Hi, Penn. I'm the guy. I'm the asshole who owes you an apology." And he, went, "What? what uh, you what?" I said, "I owe you an apology." I said, "What for?" And I said, "Well, you know the Facebook thing about uh, the, your vegan talk or whatever." And he said, "Oh, I remember that." And I said, "I'm sorry. And I don't know if he did remember it, but yeah, I apologized." So uh, that's three cool things. I hope you had at least three cool things happen for you Good this night. week as well. Good night, Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, I've come to the end of another Dimland Radio done during the day. The phone didn't ring, but the cat did interrupt a little bit. But what are you going to do? Uh, you're listening to, or you have been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Demford Simmons, and I'm reminding you all to sleep with the lights off. And I think next week, oh, by the way, hi, Max. There, that's it. That's all I got to do. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by 
Aeolius and is used with permission. has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Bonjour, Monsieur Dim. You are too clever for us naughty people. Well, well I'm going to hell. hell.